Listening to another episode of a Mindful Moment podcast. I'm your host, Will Nichols, and I thank you for taking a moment to be mindful with me. This is the Sagittarius Season podcast. I'm here again with Brent. What's up, Brent? Hello, Will. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited for Sagittarius Season. All of us fire signs are. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this this is going to be, we're going to get philosophical. We're going to get deep. We're going to get esoteric. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're going to explain first the significance, as we always do, of the zodiacal sign, Sagittarius. And um, just kind of create an open dialogue around that. And then we're going to look at the transits and the big events and ingresses of this season. And then in a separate podcast, we will do the rising sign horoscopes. So stay tuned for that. It should be dropped uh, shortly after this one is. And let's get into it. Sagittarius season. So first of all, Sagittarius, the archer, the arrow, ruled by Jupiter on the traditional level and ruled by the earth on the esoteric level. Um, there's a beautiful mantra. And we'll dive into more of the meaning throughout this podcast as it holds very much uh, a hell of a lot of relevance. And the mantra associated with Sagittarius to kick it all off is, I see the goal, I reach the goal, and then I see another. I see the goal, I reach the goal, and then I see another. And if you think about the momentum of Sagittarius being like mutable fire, Fire being transformation, um, mutable being transformation. Uh, so there's this huge element of change with Sagittarius. And we change from fall to winter during Sagittarius season. So that is a big change. It's the time of, you know, preparing for, in a sense, the hibernation, you know, uh, of winter. In a sense, preparing for the introspection that is associated with winter. The Sagittarians are the philosophers. They are the uh, studious ones, the beautiful Jupiterians, along with the Pisceans. And uh, because of that, they make incredible leaders. Sagittarius are incredible leaders, they're incredible teachers. They are incredible visionaries. And this season is very much a visionary season, but... The highest aspect of Sagittarius, and Brett and I were talking about this before, is that if on the lowest level, if we look at just the traditional level, not the lowest level, but if we just look at the traditional level of Sagittarius being ruled by Jupiter, we see this expansiveness that takes place, right? This, this, this visionary state of seeing all these big goals and having these big dreams for what, what I want. Uh, for what I desire, for what I desire to create in this world, for everything that I'm trying to bring forth. We see this, but if it's not grounded in reality, 
you get caught into the daydream. You get caught into the mental world. And that's kind of leaning, and we're going to talk back and forth a little bit as we go into it, about the axis of uh, Sagittarius and Gemini. And that when we're just focused too much on the big goals and we're focused too much on the vision and, uh, and, and by the way, there's no, there's really no such thing as being too focused on the vision. But what I mean by that is too focused on what is not here now, because you have to take action on these visions that you have. If no action is taken on a vision, it's a daydream, right? And, uh, and if action is taken without any vision, then it's a nightmare. I'm pretty sure that's a Japanese proverb. It's like if uh, a a, vi a vision without action is a daydream, and action without vision is a nightmare. <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's true because we need that balance. We need that that sustenance. We need that earthly groundedness in our and then that's practicality. That's where Jupiter brings in these glorious blessings of prosperity and focus and vision and, uh, and triumph and, and momentum. And, uh, and then we see this, this beautiful element of, of earth that grounds us into the here and now, that grounds us into this now moment and that's where everything happens that's where the vision happens that's where the action happens that's where it all happens so during this season as we unfold through uh again discussing a little bit more in depth of the the focus of sagittarius and the momentum of sagittarius um we're also going to look at you know how, how can we continue to build on this vision that we're uh we're creating now but um yeah, once again, thanks for joining me, Brent. It's always a pleasure to have you here on the podcast and uh I love the discussions that we have and the and the dialogue. So um yeah, do you, do you wanna talk a little bit about what Sagittarius means to you and then we can kind of just open up a dialogue? Yeah, definitely. I think that Sagittarius is one of the most interesting signs because it's like you said, with the Gemini Sagittarius pol polarity the polarity that we really see there is stimulation and they both see stimulation in, in quite a different way. You know, Jim and I may be more mercurially. And this is where Sagittarius is interesting because like you said, Sagittarius is more esoteric ruler is of the earth itself. And so there's maybe a, a stimulation that comes with Sagittarius to thus explore. And what Will was saying is that often sometimes that exploration can take place more uh, more in the mind, more mentally, and it can stay in the form of an idea instead of being transmuted into, into desire, right? Or maybe that's where the idea comes from, is from desire, and then following suit to see that manifest into the real world. Um, that takes focus, and one of the elements with Sagittarius is that it's a it's a mutable sign, and that mutability uh, allows for almost the decision between, you know, will I put off the necessary, or will I face my challenges and and put off the the pleasure that I seek in the moment, you know, to actually put forth a goal and to venture through the through the valley right and through through the world now one of the things one of my personal hypotheses about Sagittarius is that 
if we look at our own natal chart, we see that we're like kind of split up between like we have different planets and different signs and we're all sort of like a giant unique soup of energy. And I, I feel as if Sagittarius is wandering through the world, the earth, trying to put together bits and pieces of itself through the adventure of, you know, maybe going on a, a trip somewhere and then and maybe having some revelations, right? This is the nature of Jupiter being ruled by, uh, sorry, Sagittarius being ruled by Jupiter, where it's like there's that expansion of, in a sense, consciousness. And in, in a sense, you know, like Sagittarius are great storytellers. Sagittarius are great comedians and they're very uplifting. They're generally, you know, in, in a similar sense to Libra, trying to uplift social vibes, you know, like very aware humanitarianly. So Sagittarius has a, is a good bit of, you know, every other sign, just as all the mutable signs do. Um, Sagittarius though, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful sign for the ability to, you know, not maybe to over philosoph be too overly philosophical sometimes, but in that over complication of something is able to see many sides of the thing at that it's describing. And so it's got that ability to enlighten and bring new perspectives and bring, um, you know, a new sense of seeing the world just as a good vacation would, right? Just as a good um, uh, getaway would. Um, how yeah, do you feel? that element of experience with the Sagittarius too, whereas Gemini is, is more mm -hmm. of the mental world and mental experiences, how we see the world through our mind. With Sagittarius, it's like, how do I see my mind through my experiences? How do I see the world mm -hmm and uh, my own self through the experiences that I've had. Like Jupiter is the experiential teacher, right? That makes sense why then Gemini is associated with like news cycles and, and current like current events, right? Because mm -hmm. it's coming out of the mind, like journalistically yeah. and Mercurial, looking at the right? world events. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense to me more so now. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, exactly. There's that element of, of Mercury, the mind, the, sh and it's funny, Mercury uh, rules short-term travel, and so does the so does the moon, kind of, and uh, and then Jupiter rules long-term travel. So even then, there's this element of, you know, within the mind, you know, there's only so much that can be going on. You know, traveling, yes, thoughts can travel, you know, very far, but if we're just looking at it from a mental perspective, that which you think stays in your mind. But that which you experience is you're interacting with the world. You're engaging with the experience around you. You're engaging with others. You're engaging with your experiences. You're engaging with your own memories. You're engaging with the earth, right? You're engaging with reality. So there's this element of, you know, Sagittarius is, yes, they're the philosophers, but, you know, the true philosopher is someone who it, it's not I believing this because it's what I've been taught. It's I'm believing this because this is my experience. And it's different because Saturn also brings experiential wisdom. And you could say Capricorn, same thing, same idea. But with Capricorn, it's different. Saturn and Capricorn, there's more of this hard-ass lesson that is learned. It's learning how to, in a sense, overcome the self. And that's the experiences that we, that we learn. Whereas Jupiter, it's like, um, you know, Jupiter, you're given the gold, and Saturn, you're given shit and told how to turn it into gold. You know, you got to figure it out a little bit. So Jupiter, Jupiter gives us the answers. You know, Jupiter is that's why Jupiter is the great benefic. You know, with Venus, 
Um, so we see this element of, yeah, expansiveness is going to be a big, probably word that we'll use, we'll overuse in this episode. And, uh, and, and same with, uh, introspectiveness because there's this, this idea of introspection with Sagittarius that is, again, it's different from Gemini. Gemini is, is mental introspection, mercurial introspection. I'm reliving the memories, my short-term memories, my, uh, my emotional and logical memories that I've experienced. Jupiter is learning and, and expressing and reflecting and intro, uh, it, the introspection takes place through the actual, uh, memories instead of just the knowledge or the wisdom instead of just the knowledge. Because wisdom, is knowledge that's been applied, knowledge that has real experience behind it, right? And there's that element of wisdom within Sagittarius is learning how to work with the knowledge, learning how to work with the mind, but not that's not the dominant forefront. The dominant forefront is how can I use this knowledge to create wisdom? So, Will, let me ask you this. So we're going to talk a lot about Jupiter and Saturn, I mean, Sagittarius in this episode. And... It's pretty relevant that within the past, I believe it's been at least a year, uh, Jupiter has been in Sagittarius. Like, how would you describe how that's that transit has been for you, for maybe objectively, and how would you describe like you know even the maybe retrograde that we went through in Jupiter and Sagittarius? Like, what does it really mean for like the the placement now? Because if we're throughout the season, we're actually going to experience Jupiter leaving Sagittarius and moving into Capricorn. And, you know, I, I'd almost like to see what your reflection is like. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, Jupiter years, are, Jupiter transits and cycles are, are a year. A full Jupiter cycle is 12 years. So it's very, you know, Jupiter, the Chinese zodiac is built off Jupiter cycles. Um, annual perfections are built off of Jupiter cycles. A lot of astrological stuff is built off of these 12 year cycles. Like 12 is a very sacred number in esoteric traditions. Um, and in other occult uh, experiences. So Jupiter uh, in Sagittarius, though, for this full year has been pretty damn incredible. Like it has been the, I want to call it the lifesaver of this year. It's been keeping our head above water, you know, like the liter, not the, you know, um, metaphorical lifesaver kind of has been on some regard, but I mean like the literal lifesaver of like, we're like, there are moments where we might be drowning, you know, <laughs> Neptune retrograde and all the crazy stuff that happened this year, eclipses and everything. Jupiter was that saving grace, you know, really was uh, throughout the entire season, sat through Saturn, Pluto retrograde, you know, Jupiter was a saving grace, even though Jupiter went retrograde for a good chunk of the year, um, we, we still, we still felt like our head was above water. We still felt this progression. And we can look at Jupiter in Sagittarius as leading us to this new experience. It's, it's, it's guiding us and leading us into new experiences that can bring us a deeper sense of inner wisdom, a deeper sense of experiential wisdom. You know, we learn from every experience that we go through. Jupiter pushes us to the experiences that we can learn through the most that will benefit us in the most positive way uh, so that we can we can have those experiences and we can be a teacher. We can be uh, we can share 
our experiences. Because if I accumulate knowledge, right? I read a book. I read books every day. Everyone should read books every day. I accumulate knowledge, right? That knowledge I could tell to you, Brent. I could tell it to anybody that's listening. But what are you going to go and do with that? Maybe you'll apply it to your life, you know, if you're conscious and you take it in and you really integrate it. But most of the time, you're just going to listen to it. And then you're either going to, one, forget about it in a bit, or two, regurgitate it to someone else, just like I said it, which means you don't actually know it, right? You think you know it, but you don't actually know it. And that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. So Jupiter and Sagittarius brings wisdom. This year was about cultivating wisdom, right? If we're looking at the Jupiter cycle, preparing us for this, you know, crazy kind of Saturn showdown that's happening next year. Um, this is bringing us the wisdom that is needed to move forward, to move forward, you know. I really see Sagittarius as the visionary. Like we see Pisces as the visionaries, but Sagittarius is, are the visionaries as well. Jupiter is the visionary. Jupiter is um, the experience that leads to the visionary state. You, Jupiter is the visionary state. You know, the visionary state is guided by. You can see Jupiter as like the trip sitter. You know, you know when we're going through a psychedelic transcendental state. You got a shaman there that is your, you know, kind of guide, guiding you there. That's Jupiter, you know. So I really see Jupiter as this, you know, yeah, Jupiter is the merchant and he is the uh, the, the, the lord and he is the, uh, you know, the, the great benefic, the great teacher. But he's also this, you know, rather mystical visionary that gifts us with incredible wisdom if we use it and if we actually listen to it and i don't mean just listen by listening for the knowledge but i mean listening for the wisdom meaning how can i apply what is being taught so this whole year has kind of been revolved around us learning new things that you know there's been a lot of knowledge that we learned this year there's been a lot of you know new information that's been boom blasted to us and given to us in all different areas depending on where you're at in your life and what you need and what you needed most this year. But what matters most now is the wisdom that comes from that. So how can we extrapolate all that wisdom and experience the beautiful Jupiterian blessing that is gifted to us by Jupiter and Sagittarius? That was this year. So have we done that? Well, now Sagittarius season comes around. That we know we're kind of being brought full force on this as Jupiter is about to leave Sagittarius and enter into uh into capricorn i like the way that you said it because when you're describing sagittarius you know you're saying that knowledge is like a perspective almost knowledge is like an ex like it's not an experience it's like it's data you could yeah it's data you can like regurgitate yeah. some data right and you don't have to understand what that data really means but that's where you know on the you know, accidental side of Sagittarius, more or less, it's like the, or maybe I don't want to say unconscious side, but this is where the overly philosophical part gets where it's like looking at which angle to look at the data. It's about interpretation of the data, which mm -hmm. thus, you know, becomes that wisdom. Now, you know, think about in an argument with somebody, if, you know, maybe 
Jupiter and Sagittarius might also be like, okay, well, I'm going to play the devil's advocate because I see the other side of your argument. And that's sometimes to do that takes some level of understanding the, the larger idea at hand and not just having, you know, some, some data, but having actual, you know, testimony of like your experience with dealing with something or, you know, cause a lot of times people will be like, they'll say things like astrology is fake. Right. And like, where does that, that's not grounded in, in anything. It's not grounded. You know, I mean, argumentatively, like I've never really seen someone like come at me with like astrology is fake and actually know anything about it. It's really very, you know, like regurgitated from other people. Um, and this is true with just anything. It's like, you know, there, this is Jupiter and Sagittarius reminds me of like the Dunning Kruger effect. Do you know what that is? It's no. like, um, it's like when someone thinks that they're really smart, but they actually are not. And people who are really smart don't profess that they're really smart. Oh yeah. And, yeah. So it's like, you know, people who are like, I'm the smartest person in the room. It's like, well, often, you know, yeah. like that's if you, sort if of you're saying that. Yeah. If you're saying it, it's like, are you really, or yeah. are you trying to you know, seek approval from everyone in the room, Yeah, you know, that sometimes Jupiter and Sagittarius can, can go too deep into something that, you know, it's like following the wrong rabbit holes is a good way to think about it. Like, yes, your goals and your, your, your desires and, and what you want matter. But in Sagittarius, like your desires are literally everywhere. They're like, you know, little tokens everywhere, you know, cause anything that we desire can be followed down, you know, a super deep rabbit hole. Now, it's about, I suppose, seeing the bigger picture to know where we're actually not, um, I suppose, like where we're not following the right rabbit holes. And it's almost like having, I, I, I don't know if you know about the uh, the human design, the crown chakra, when it's open, it's like you just don't focus on um, the, the right sort of ideas. So... Mm -hmm. Let's see. So thinking about this, you said this beforehand and you and you uh, brought this to my attention. And I thought it was very interesting um, because the sun is in Sagittarius. The earth is thus in Gemini, right? As yeah. the sort of polarity. What does that mean to you from Earth's perspective? From Earth's perspective. So we don't talk about Earth in astrology, um, in most mainstream astrology. I don't know why, because you'd think that it's pretty relevant to, uh, <laughs> to the solar system. You know, it's the only quote unquote planet that has life on it. And, uh, that obviously has some significance because one, we're living on it, right? We're, we're here on it. So, you know, let's look at the qualities of Earth. Um, in esoteric astrology, we look at Earth as being the, in a sense, the, the grounding point of, the soul, the, the, you could say it's the, the foundation, the basement, the, um, the, the solid, the structure, in a sense, the structural foundation of our incarnate, uh, being. So if we look at, uh, and the earth is always 180, the sun. So it's very easy, whatever solar season we're in, the earth's position, uh, within the astrological chart is always 180, the sun, because if you, know, you think about, it, we're always, um, you know, circling the sun. So it's always 180 there. So with uh, Sagittarius being on the higher esoteric level ruled by the earth, this season, and again, this is going to only apply to people who are 
tuning into uh, the more subtler energies, tuning into the more subtle aspects of their own consciousness and the consciousness of, of the planet and, and all that. This will apply to you. Um, but it won't really have a whole lot of effect. That's when we'll look at Jupiter. And the, the, we're, we're all going to experience the benefits of Jupiter during this season. In fact, if we don't utilize the benefits of Jupiter, we're going to have a difficult time towards the end of the season and going into Capricorn season and then going into the eclipse season and the rest of 2020. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But Earth, specifically in Gemini right now, uh, from an astrological perspective, it's about this whole axis is about what is mental, what is experiential, and how do we combine the two? What is the mind? What is the wisdom of soul experience and how do we find that middle ground of, you know, unifying them, right? We, everything is filtered through the mind. That's a given, but we also have our experiences, which add another layer onto the mind, which then affect the mind and its ability to discern and its ability to experience everything that we're experiencing. So with, that being said, this whole polarity that's occurring during this season, this is really, really important because every Sagittarius season, the Earth goes into Gemini because it's always been that way. Uh, so every Sagittarius season, we, we really experience this, uh, polarity, this dance, this, this axis as we do in every season because in every season, again, so there's that 180 axis that occurs. It's an opposition direct always between the sun and the Earth. So, Every season we experience this bringing out of the, the axis between the sun and the placement of the earth. This just happens to be more accentuated due to the fact that the ruler of the sun during the season on an esoteric level is the earth. So that's where it's like, yeah, this is applicable. Sure, we can apply it to every season, but this really matters because this access during the season, big, big revelations will come uh, from that. So yes, look at Jupiter, obviously. Like, duh. But we're also going to look at, at the Earth because uh, the Earth is the higher ruler of, of Sagittarius. So as we begin to walk the path of our our personal evolution and illumination and awakening, uh, we will find ourselves, specifically if we are Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, more under the influence of the subtler energies or the esoteric rulerships. And in the case of Sagittarius, that's the Earth. That's interesting because... You said that because the Earth is in Gemini, right, that it will be more mental because, of course, the ruler of Gemini being Mercury, right? So then it almost sends the energy back to the sun right next to where Mercury is, right? Yeah. And so so it's, it's a funny sort of like um, a circle between, you know, like the sun is in Sagittarius, right? And so the higher ruler of Sagittarius is the Earth. And then the Earth is in Gemini and the ruler is Mercury, which is right next to that. And Mercury will be in... Scorpio, like it's been, it's currently at like 11 degrees at the beginning of the season. And it'll move into Sagittarius, like all the way on like December 9th. So it's, it's going to be a while. So this is going to be like a, you know, it's still going to have those Scorpio themes within this Sagittarian season, especially because Mars is in Scorpio, right? And it's, right now Mars is in Scorpio. And 
this is like acting within our internal awareness of the world and mars is bringing that to the surface in the mind with mercury scorpio is like bringing awareness to where we maybe feel blocked or maybe where we feel like we should you know express our desires more fully more uh, authentically especially um with uranus in play but i won't get into detail there um you have the transits here, Will. I see the transits written out on your board. Can we, you want to go ahead and speak about maybe what we as astrologers see coming in through this season? Mm -hmm. And then we'll leave the rising signs um, for a separate video after this. So if you're listening, um, you can go check out the rising signs podcast as well. Mm -hmm. So we start the season today. Well, yeah, now today, <laughs> as we're recording this, it just happened to strike midnight. Um, so Sagittarius season begins today. Um, and right off the bat, we, well, a few things, uh, a few important things. The first is Mercury just went direct. Mercury is no longer retrograde. Um, and in a few days, Neptune's going direct and in a few more days after that, uh, well, quite a few more days in, in December, Chiron will go direct. Pretty much everything will be direct. Okay. Except for Uranus, I believe. So ev everything will be, uh, direct. And this momentum that we experience, uh, right now, like this is, this is it, chief. Like this is, we got Venus conjunct, uh, Jupiter. On the 24th, okay, starting off the season right. Um, this, okay, let, let, let's just back it up. The first day always gives us that little snapshot of, you know, what, what it is that we're going to experience for the whole season. We got Mars in Scorpio, fresh in the first term of, uh, Scorpio, which is the rule by Mars. Mars at home in domicile in scorpio boom mercury now direct in scorpio venus in sagittarius sun in sagittarius so we see this this push towards uh better integrating this momentum that has been uh cultivated during this last retrograde period okay mercury leaves shadow on the 7th of december so that's when all of this will kind of come to wraps in regards to all this crazy stuff we've been learning through Mercury retrograde period. But um, the momentum that is being brought forth right now, the desires that are being brought forth right now, the goals, the visions, the inspiration that's being brought forth right now, take action on it. Go towards it. Because everything that you are experiencing right now Everything that you're being guided towards right now, if you do not take the time to do it, I'm not going to ever say that you can't do it because you can always, you can always do it. Every, you know, you're the one that's in control here. But I, I will say that astrologically speaking, you know, this is the best time of the year. <laughs> like this is the season to prepare us for literally the next year. Okay. The, the next year, uh, the entire 2020. So how we set ourselves up during this season will ultimately bring us into 
the next year. So make the right moves, make the right choices, you know, double down on the desires. You really want something? Go all in on it, you know. So right off the bat, we get this element of healing within the season. Sun trying Chiron. You know, I'm going to talk about the Chiron transits, right? So Sun trying Chiron bringing us this element of fire, right? Fire trying brings us this, this, I always call, uh, like positive fire aspects in regards to healing as kind of like cauterizing the wounds. You know, it's, 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 it's speeding up the healing, which means it's probably going to hurt a little bit. You know, it's probably going to burn a little bit, but that burn is the ego. That burn is resistance. So, you know, are you going to, you know, experience the, the, the small little amount of pain? It's kind of like when you like flush out a wound with alcohol. It's like, you know, it, it burns for a second, but you're doing it for a reason, right? You're doing it for a reason. So if where you're at right now is burning a little bit, <laughs> if it's a little bit painful, but you have the bigger vision in mind, you have the bigger purpose in mind, and you're working every day towards that, that should be the pleasure. Right. It's like when I get a cut, you know, I'm going to disinfect it because I don't want the long term, uh, result of me deciding not to disinfect it to be that I get a fucking bacterial infection. Right. Then in the same way, if we're not playing our cards right right now, if we're not doubling down on the vision, if we're not taking action on the vision, if we're not progressing towards the vision, then the same way, you know, this is going to have more long-term effects. The choices that you make in this now moment will result in the life that you experience in future now moments. The life that you're experiencing in this present now moment is the result of the choices that you've made in past now moments. So choose wisely. What is it that you want? Where is it that you want to go? What are your biggest dreams and desires right now? And how can you actively work towards that? Um, so, and a lot of that has to do with, uh, so Sun Trine Chiron, to me, that, that kind of screams this idea of like, am I worthy of this or am I not? You know? So if there's that feeling of unworthiness that comes up, you know, Sun is ego, Chiron's wound, wound to the ego, wound to, how I'm being seen, right? Sun is our personality, how I'm being seen. How can I work on the barriers that are preventing me from experiencing more moments, more experiences that allow me to be seen for who I am? Okay. And then on the 24th, uh, we have Venus conjunct Jupiter, which is a beautiful, beautiful transit. In the morning, the moon conjuncts Mars, and in the evening, moon conjuncts Mercury and Scorpio. So we see this uh, this kind of influx of the day where Venus, Jupiter, this is the transit that is like going to push us through for the next yeah, it's at little while. 28 degrees, by the way. Yeah, 28 degrees. That's a powerful number just being at the very end of Sagittarius, uh, yeah, Sagittarius which yeah. is when Venus trying i mean it's, it's conjunct with jupiter, jupiter and so like those two planets are absolutely first of all we're already feeling it you know as oh yeah like, oh it's yeah already been 
just a lot of energy under we the surface. We just have to or... remove the veil of Mercury retrograde, and now we mm-hmm. can see it. And that's it. That's the beauty of it. Having Venus in Sagittarius conjunct Jupiter with Mars in its domicile in Scorpio, it's like, take the vision, the desires that you have, Venus in Sagittarius conjunct Jupiter. Big desires, big desires, big desires. Venus desire, Jupiter big, you know, expansion. Everything Jupiter touches expands. So big desires, but then put it with like, boom, focused intention, focused action, Mars and Scorpio, like laser focused, sharp shooter, you know, that, that idea. And then the very next day after this uh, Venus-Jupiter conjunction, Venus moves into Capricorn. So that's the last day. Like we get, boom, two days of this. This expansive vision and, and application and, you know, added momentum to our vision, added momentum to our lives, our desires, everything that we're trying to create. And then Venus moves into Capricorn. And the next day we have the new moon. So it's like, you know, in Sagittarius. So uh the choices that you make now to further expand your vision by planting yourself in new experiences that allow you to experience more of that which you want that is what is going to carry you through the season that is ultimately what's going to carry you through the next year so yeah uh, let's talk about yeah, the so new moon, a, though. Yeah, this, first of all, that's a powerful three days. You know, it's really, it's really like oh, a cleansing. Yeah. It's a cleansing no, of twenty third like to literally the 29th, like every single day. Yeah. Insane. We have got insane transits. The twenty third, Sun trying Chiron. Twenty fourth, we got the Venus Jupiter conjunction. Twenty fifth, Venus moves into Capricorn. Twenty sixth, mm. the new moon. Twenty seventh, Venus squares. Chiron and Neptune goes direct. Neptune's been retrograde since June 21st, where it went retrograde an hour before uh, the sun moved into Cancer, and the Cancer season began and Solstice began. And then on 28th, we have uh, the Moon conjunct Venus, Mercury trine Neptune, Venus trine Uranus, and Juno square the nodes. And then on the 29th, we have the Moon conjunct Saturn and Pluto. So. It's just one thing after another. <laughs> but let's go back to uh, uh, Venus entering Capricorn. And uh, we can talk a little bit about that. Um, what does that mean to you? Like, I have an idea of what Venus and Capricorn means to me. But, like, what does it mean when you see, like, someone brings you their chart and you're like, hey, I have a Venus and Capricorn. Like, what are your first impressions? I've actually got a, I've, I've done a lot of chart readings for people with Venus and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Venus and Capricorn to me so if if you're listening to this and you got Venus and Capricorn this will obviously very much apply to you but Venus and Capricorn they're one of their biggest uh, flaws is that they think that their perfectionism is a bad thing that they think that their uh, their high expectations is a bad thing and uh, and it's so wrong you know they're the we do increase the expectations within our relationships, within our lives, and also the expectations for what we should be receiving uh, when Venus moves into Capricorn. And if you have Venus natally in Capricorn or progress uh, Venus in Capricorn or whatever, Venus itself, we're going to experience, in Capricorn, we're going to experience raising the bar 
increasing the bar on our expectations on what we know we're worthy of. Now, the problem with that is that with higher expectations, there's also a higher likelihood that we're not going to get those expectations met because they're, they're, they're bigger. There's the fear there, right? That says, Oh, but I can't, I, what if I don't get these expectations met? You know, what if, what if, uh, what if these are, is too much? Someone just can't meet all these needs. So there's a big element of worthiness. You know, are you worthy of experiencing raising the bar? Are you like, you know, if you raise your expectations, you have to realize that you're worthy of experiencing these expectations. Otherwise, you won't get what you're expecting. So right, but what's nice about them though is that they will actually aim very far up this, you know, idea oh, yeah. of where they want to be. They're, oh so, yeah. Therefore, naturally, they'll get somewhere higher than mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people. And along the way, I think Venus and Capricorns are amazing because they like to help their friends succeed. You know, they like to make sure that like they value wealth and status and prestige so so much that they want you know other people to join them. Generally, like that's the the beautiful nature of Capricorn mm-hmm. and of Venus. Yeah, they tend to attract uh, rich partners too. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, if you're you're a woman and you have Venus in, in Capricorn, uh, if you're a man yeah. with Venus or Mars in Capricorn, you you know you're you're probably going to be very successful, or you'll attract partners who have that same idea of what success means to you. But success mm-hmm. and um, Venus in Capricorn, they they usually end uh, are. Venus and Capricorn, they're mostly people who tend to be the ones that are the providers. Like they, they enjoy being in that role. But a lot of times when you're a woman and you're in that role too often, you know, you, you feel like you're just giving, giving, giving and you're not, you're not receiving. So, um, with that being said, that's why they tend to attract, you know, more dominant partners. Venus and Capricorn, if you got Venus and Capricorn, you're probably going to attract an older partner. Uh, you know, a lot of times I see an age gap. Saturn and Capricorn usually, you know, age, it comes into play. Uh, maturity, wisdom, they tend to attract, you know, more mature people, which means that, you know, if you're in your twenties, you probably attract, you know, like late twenties or 30, uh, 30 year old kind of partners and just people that are maybe not physically, uh, older, but just mentally and emotionally and spiritually more mature, uh, because that is, gives you that kind of, you know, uh, support that, that, that you're looking for. Right. I've seen it go the other way as well, but I agree with you about the, it's usually aiming, aiming up and, uh, it's sort of an idea of hypergamy. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you are yeah. aware. Yeah. Hypergamy. It's a very interesting concept, uh, to think about. Um, but in general, I would say like collectively for all of us to experience, uh, Venus and Capricorn, like how that might feel, especially towards the end where Venus conjuncts Jupiter. It's like either you're getting in a relationship which may be similar to this Venus and Capricorn energy, which might be like, you know, working with some someone who's mature, who's also got goals, who's also trying to express mm-hmm. those goals, especially in the Sagittarius season. It, you either might be getting into one, or if you're in a relationship, it might even come into the form of like, there's an aspect of Venus and Capricorn that likes to make sure that they can truly trust their partner. Like Will's talking about, like if, you know, if mm-hmm. a female's animating her masculine energy and always providing you know, there's like, there's a, a weird balance about that. And so there, there can be some ideas of like, do, can I trust this person or do I have to, you know, put excess energy where, where they're not putting in enough energy. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, just ideas about this with Venus and Capricorn, but it was important that you said um, that you've seen it go the other way mm-hmm. where they aim kind of, they lower their the bar 
or they'll, they'll lower their expectations of what they want in their partner. And then they kind of create this dynamic where now they have to be the provider because part of them likes that. But mm-hmm. the, you know, and in some situations that can work, but I mean, very clearly it's, it's also, you know, it cannot work because, you know, if that's not what you truly want and, you know, you're just doing this so that you get this little bit of, you know, this rush of sensation of being a provider for someone else, um, when you secretly want to be provided for, that's just conditional giving and you're going to, you know, drain yourself doing that. So that's where, you know, aim upward you know, instead of mm. downward, unless that's truly what you want. But most of the time, that's not what they want. And in my personal experience, with I, I would agree with that statement from my perspective, too. So then the next day after Venus moves into Capricorn is the new moon in Sagittarius. And so yes. let's talk about the, the new moon and full moon cycles for a second. So, well, the new moon in Sagittarius, like what kind of intentions, what kind of energy are you going to uh, say that we should maybe expect in a sense from a new moon in Sagittarius? New experiences, travel, culture. Uh, Sagittarius rules culture. Sagittarius rules philosophy. Learn new things, right? Uh, what what new thing? Perhaps you realize before or prior to or during this new moon that you know you, you're you don't yet have the the knowledge that you need to do the things that you want to be doing. So seek that knowledge out. You know, seek to learn something new. Seek to grow in a new way. A lot of times, travel brings incredible experiences. I know. Um, I'll probably be booking my flight to Bali around that time. Um, I'll probably try and aim for like right on the, I might try and aim for the, for Venus Jupiter conjunction, to be honest, but I'll try and get that little bit there before. But, um, yeah, plan, you know, this is a great time to plan travels. Uh, even if it's like long term in the, in the future, like, you know, that like perhaps it's just like next year I want to travel, you know, like, okay, where do you want to go? You know, start, start vision, start envisioning that of where it is that you want to be headed. Um, or maybe it is like I'm planning li- li- literally right now, like I am, I'm planning a long-term travel, you know, for like I'm going away for three months in, in, uh, in to Bali. So for the winter. So that's like, that's my big you know, personal uh, travel of what I'm creating. So anything that has to do with learning, with creating new experiences, um, there is that element of, of uh, you know, new wisdom too, like, you know, even esoteric wisdom, occult kind of wisdom as well. Um, but all in all, I would say this new moon is really bringing in opportunities for new experiences, opportunities for new, um, new wisdom to be brought forth, which is going to aid us along our journey. Uh, thankfully, this new moon is the last new moon of the year uh, with a positive aspect to uh, Jupiter, right? We have this, uh, the, Jupiter is in the final degrees of Sagittarius before it moves into Capricorn. So we have this new moon, which is ruled by Jupiter with Jupiter still in Sagittarius. So this is, you know, this is the last new moon that we're going to be like, this is potent, right? This is, this is potent stuff. So uh, enjoy that, enjoy that. And it's the, you know, the, we really need to utilize this time for for planning and for for creating the the higher vision of what it is that we want to be doing over the next year. Think long term with Sagittarius. Shoot the arrow far. You know, we don't just we're not shooting an arrow ten feet. You know, when you shoot an arrow, you're shooting it far. 
So in the same way, when we're planting those visions, when we're looking for those experiences, when we're planting those seeds, think long-term. I'm talking one year, five year, 10 year even. Like think big. Even a whole, even a whole lifetime if you think yeah. about it. Because yeah. with Sagittarius, it's like one of the things that we always learn is it's not ever about the destination. It's mm. always about the journey to get to the destination, right? And the destination is anything. It could be death, you know, like your whole life. Yeah. It's, so it's like you don't ever get to a point where you're like, I'm done learning, right? Yeah. Because that's that's not very Jupiter. That's, you know, it's much more restricted thinking. Um, that, that's just an idea to think about with Sagittarius. It's like, it, like what what is the mantra? Well, it is. I see the goal. I reach the goal. And then I see another. Exactly. So that's the idea of, you know, staying within the realms of, you know, like if you're traveling on a vacation, you know, it's like it's not that that isn't, you know, it's like it's not because like you have to go home that it's like the vacation is less enjoyable, but rather yeah. it's that while you're there, it's that it's a gratitude for, um, you know, an appreciation for the fact that you did it, the fact that you turned an idea into something of its physical counterpart into the experience of 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 trusting yourself in a sense you know and we see the themes at the end of scorpio season where you know we're we're burning the things that don't serve us we we've become aware of them and we're like putting them in a big fire so that we can use them as fuel and use that as fuel for you know scorpio we think about desires building desires and then sagittarius is implementing those desires into the world you know, if you think about Scorpio being a water sign, being feminine, being more chaotic in a sense, you know, not overall, but being chaotic as just an element. Sagittarius being fire is trying to bring order to those desires. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it's like a, there's a lot of change that is taking place, too. And this, this new moon is really bringing in the changes that we're, we've been calling in and the changes that we're, we've been desiring, you know. It's like if we if you've been feeling like you've been stuck in some cycle for a long time or you know you've been just not moving at the rate that you want to be moving use this momentum I'm going to say it like again and again repeatedly throughout this because this is literally the intention that I have for this podcast is that you use this time leading up to the new moon as a means of slingshotting yourself forward into what it is that you're wanting because this is like when i say that the stars are aligned with you moving forward right now i mean it and i mean that you know the astrology is this is data here that we're you know we're extrapolating the wisdom from the data but the data is this is the fucking best time that you're going to have all year, my friends, to get going on these visions that you have. Whether your vision is for relationships, whether your vision is for uh, uh, new experiences, whether your vision is for travel, whether your vision is for career, wherever your vision lies, utilize this upcoming new moon with the added benefit of Venus and Jupiter to propel you to where you want to be going. So that's important. And the very next day, Neptune goes direct. So even if the vision is, you you know what it feels like, but you don't fully see it yet, you're going to see it as Neptune goes direct, as the illusion, the inner kind of that we've been feeling for the last six months hmm. uh, kind of comes to a close. Um, so, well, I guess five five months, 
almost. That's really interesting because I think you said it was like June 21st. Yeah. Neptune. Yeah, I started my daily forecast on June 26th. You know, like, and <laughs> yeah, it's, so. it's so interesting to see how, you know, and for me, I've been writing daily astrological forecasts just in my own sense of just trying to express each day's energy. And because of that, I feel like those Neptunian that Neptunian energy has allowed me to go more introspectively into into sort of see how the the energy of the planets resonates with my own energy and and taking it in. And for me, it's like yeah, I've I've been able to see the the way the tra- things transit, but I'm really excited to see Neptune go direct just for the sake of being able to take what I've been processing internally and to push it towards the more external world to experience it more directly. And I've been seeing those themes as Venus has been in Sagittarius for so long now. It feels like at least. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to all that. And if we look at the full moon that's going to happen on December 12th. So the, the new moon happens on November 26th in Sagittarius. And then the full moon occurs on December 12th in Gemini. And you have next to that Chiron goes direct on that same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's an incredible full moon. And so the full moon in Gemini is very mercurial, right? And so it maybe would you say that as the new moon is about having those direct experiences, would you say the full moon would be more about like seeing thus like where you are after that experience and like maybe processing it with the full moon, you know, more mercurially. Than I, would, I would even say that it's like first with the new moon, it's the vision, getting the vision clear, getting the vision right, getting the vision correct. And then with the full moon, it's like, okay, well, I know what I want, but what is preventing me from actually seeing it? What is preventing me from actually living it and experiencing it? And it's the mind. It's always the mind. Right? It's always the mind. The reason that you're not where you want to be is because of your mind. It's not your circumstance, not your situation, not your past, it's not your trauma, it's not your experiences. It's your mind. It's your mind that says, I'm worthy of what I'm experiencing right now on some level. Right? So that's why you're living the life that you're living right now. So when we look at this full moon, 12 12, uh, and this is a, well, let's talk about, we talked about the first streak from the 23rd to the 29th. Let's talk about the next streak, which is the December 8th to December 13th. On the 8th, we got Sun square Neptune, Jupiter square Chiron. These are big transits that we're seeing. On the 9th, we have Mercury move into Sagittarius. On the 10th, we have Mercury trying Chiron. On the 11th, we have Venus conjunct Saturn. That's a big one. And that's an exact uh, yep. conjunction, isn't it? On so. the 11th, 12-11, December 11th. And then 12-12, we have the full moon, Chiron direct. The 13th, we have a grand water trine, Mars, Neptune, and the moon in Cancer. Mm. And Venus conjunct Pluto that day, too. Woo! Wow. So... That next strip is, this is where the relationship stuff, December is, like, uh, it does begin before, by the way. It begins pretty much on the 28th when you're looking at uh, Venus trying Uranus and Juno square the nodes. But um, that's kind of the foreshadowing, and then it really starts to hit um, in December. So, yeah, the, the this 
full moon is also uh, there. There is an element of relationships that is occurring with it as the esoteric ruler of Gemini is is Venus as well. So we have Mercury and Venus uh, coming into play for this full moon. And Jupiter, you could say, because of the lovely uh, Sagittarius element here. And Jupiter, during the full moon, is in Capricorn. So we got Jupiter, Venus, and Capricorn. And then we have uh, the Mercury in Scorpio. So there's a, there's a Capricorn and Scorpio are going to be big elements at play, big signs at play. Um, those are going to be big aspects too. We'll get a little bit maybe deeper into that during our rising sign uh, podcast. But, um, but yeah, the, this full moon is really bringing in the mental level. It's like, are, am I, I have the vision in place, new moon, new vision. Where is it that I want to be headed? I see the goal. I reach the goal. And then I see another full moon. How do I allow the vision that I had for the new moon to now play out. How do I, how do I get out of my own way? What needs to shift mentally? Mutable season guys, like mutable, mutable, mutable. Move it all. Move it all around. Rearrange it all. This is the season for it. Shit's going to be all over the place. It's going to be wild. There's going to be lots of events. And I'm, I'm looking at the transits now and I'm laughing because I'm, planning travels and i'm going to begin travels during all of this nonsense so i don't know how the hell that's going to play out but it's going to be great it's going to be beneficial because uh jupiter bless up pisces rising jupiter is my homie no <laughs> uh so so yeah no it, it's going to be a good time but um a lot of a lot of rearrangement needs to happen in order for our vision to be uh brought into uh, actualization crystallization like in reality right a lot of relationship stuff needs to be rearranged in order for that to fit our vision because a lot of times our relationship is not compatible with our highest vision that we have for ourselves and as this vision is being birthed we need to look at our relationship and say this is either not going to work or this is going to need some rearrangement some change whether that's boundaries whether that's communication whether that's our roles our goals whatever some rearrangement, some change to how we're approaching each other and how we're working together with each other. If you're not in a relationship, rearranging how you have been perceiving relationships, how you've been looking at relationships, how the relationships in your day-to-day experiences have shifted or are shifting. Maybe you realize you have a deep desire for a relationship over this period. Maybe that's been the vision that is planted and then you realize that you've been blocking yourself from receiving that for a long time, you know, mentally. So, Expect a lot of revelations and a lot of clarity is going to come when, uh, when Mercury leave, finally leaves shadow, which is on the seventh. So it actually, this stretch starts on the seventh and then goes all the way to the 13th. And then we have a little bit of a break before some, you know, some more rickety stuff happens. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's all in all. This season is really asking us to reshape the foundation of our own personal philosophy, of our own personal understanding of ourselves, of our vision for what it is that we're wanting in this world. And, um, and from that place, create it. Like, do it. You know, when Jupiter moves into Capricorn. Yes, Jupiter's not happy at all. 
in Capricorn. But at the same time, Jupiter in Capricorn says, we must build the vision. We must create the vision. We must take action on the vision because when we do that, it becomes actualized. It's not just this visionary, woo, you know, anymore. It's, it's actually doing it. So in many regards, I do believe that Jupiter in Capricorn, um, is going to be the hidden blessing over the next year. Um, because it's going to teach us a lot about the patience that needs to come along with cultivating the macro vision for ourselves. And that all starts on the second one, Jupiter moves into Capricorn. I can feel that already. I mean, as an idea of just like Jupiter and Capricorn is such a big placement to move into because like you said, it takes a whole year for Jupiter to transit through the cycles. But when it moves into Capricorn, it's so interesting because it almost becomes like Jupiter to me feels like the all that is in a lot of ways and meaning just like, you know, it's the when I say bigger picture, I really mean like, like so macro that you can't fathom it. But when you put it in Capricorn, it's like, here's some boundaries, here's some limitations, here's like a box for that energy to work through, which is, um, it gives that ability for us to harness Jupiter more than I think when it's in Sagittarius, it's like we see a lot of new opportunities. We see a lot of like, you know, abundance in different ways coming to us. But when it's in, you know, both Venus and Jupiter, by the way, in Capricorn, both of those are really, like you said, they're really working diligently, allowing the universal energies to work through us so that we can create and so that we can make the ultimate plan into a reality. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing the, the minute differences between how like Jupiter and Sagittarius is compared to how Jupiter and Capricorn is just to really weigh the, the contrast between like, this is what it's like to experience it. This is what it's like to live it. This is what it's like to actually embody Jupiter and Capricorn. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cool to, to see how it all plays out. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think that 2020 has a lot of that, you know, sort of Capricorn sort of, it's introspective, of course, but it still seems introspective in a way that's like, it's, we're going to be working a lot towards um, what the right, like, discipline we need for the right kind of freedom that we desire. Um, you know, speaking of Jocko Willink being that, you know, discipline equals freedom. Mm -hmm. And that discipline, it's it's a law of equal exchanges. Meaning, you know, like how much you're willing to sacrifice is how much you're willing to earn or sow back. And right now, like Will said, like all these planets are about to go direct. We just experienced Mercury going direct. All of that is helping us to actually propagate forward and to move forward, to march forward. And that requires that we have a, a strict plan. That requires that we have a vision that's clear. Not just being, you know, like, like for example, if you want to travel, it's one thing to be like, I want to, I want to leave. It's another thing to say, I want to go somewhere. You mm. know, there's a difference between like running away from something or, you know, just trying, to, it's more about focusing on where you want to go than it is about where you're coming from. Yeah. Or how and you're going to get there. Or how you're going to get there. Yeah. It's like the how will come when you know the, the where or the why. Yep. Exactly. So. Um, All right. Is there anything else that you want to like really give to our listeners and to benefit anyone who's taken the time to listen this deeply and this uh, far into the podcast? So 
this season, when we're learning how to work with our vision, which is what we're being taught this season, if I were to say the one major thing that we're being taught this season is how can we work with the vision that we have? How can we blow it up, make it big, and then also ground it into being, crystallize it, make it happen? When we can do that, we increase our level of self-belief within ourselves. We increase the momentum. You know, there is no momentum like getting good results. Right? When you believe that you can't do something and then you fucking do it, the level of self-belief goes through the roof and you keep that momentum going, you know? Or you can go, and guess what? The voice is still going to be there, by the way. Because even though you did it, there's a voice that's saying, well, you might fuck it up, or it might go, it might disappear, it might go away, you know, it, it might run away. Uh, you're just waiting to fuck this up, you know, self-sabotage. That's going to be there. But it's like, how dedicated are you to the big vision? How dedicated are you to creating something bigger than your puny little mind that says you can't do it? <laughs> like, this season is about achievement. It is about momentum and it is about persistence, right? And allowing the changes that are occurring to take place because when you do that, you make room for new. You make room for the unknown, right? If you keep assuming what is going to come, you're not letting the magic of creation take place. You're, you're trying to play the role of God and it doesn't work like that. Your job is to have the big vision here. Get really clear on it and progress towards it. Gallop towards it. Shoot the arrow in the direction that you want to be going in. Line up the shot. Let it go. And watch it hit the bullseye because that's where it's going. That's where we're going. We're going where our vision is taking us. But we have to be the ones to progress forward within this vision. We have to see the goal. Then we have to reach the goal. We can't just see the goal and stay over here, right? We have to see the goal reach the goal, and then say, what's next? And this season is all about saying, what's next? This new moon is all about saying, what's next? What's next for me? What's the vision I have here? What needs to be altered? How can I tweak my vision? How can I, how can I rearrange that vision so that it perfectly aligns with who I am, with who I'm becoming, and all that I'm desiring to experience? Because the person that you are right now is incompatible with the macro vision that you have for the potential of your reality. So in order to create that, you have to become that person. You have to shed the layers of who you think you are now and expand. And that's that Jupiter, that Jupiterian blessing of expansion into your vision. You have to expand into your vision. You have to inflate the vision first, right? And then you have to fill it in. It's not enough just to expand the vision. Cause then it's like, oh, this vision's too big. I can't, I can't do it. Right? You expand the vision, then you expand yourself. And that happens through experiences. And that's what we're trying to reaffirm here with Sagittarius season and, and all this, these Jupiter blessings is expand the vision first, but then you have to expand too. Like you can't just expand your vision of what you want and then not grow and not change anything about you. You know, it's like expecting the world just to just magically change because you have this desire. It doesn't work like that. You have to change what's going on. 
right? If you want the things in your life to change, you have to change the things in your motherfucking life. <laughs> what about, let me ask you this. So yeah. you speak a lot about, you know, like as if almost everyone that's listening to this has their vision very clearly defined. They yeah. just like, they meditate on it. But the truth is like most people still don't know what they want, mm-hmm. you know? And so wouldn't you say that this season is going to help to, I mean, with all the Mars and Mercury and Scorpio mixed with all the Sagittarius, like for those of you who are listening, who don't really know, like your, your define or definite purpose here, who don't know where you want to be in life, what your vision is, how to make it clear, how to bring people together, all the hows, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't have that, take it the time to make this about creating the vision you know, like really look in your life and see like where you don't like the current vibes in your life. You know, like what is it about it that like you wish that you would change? And it, it, part of having desires is l- knowing how to build desires. Part of, you know, building desires is knowing who you are, because if you don't know who you are, then are you getting things just to impress your friends? Are you getting things just to impress the people in your life? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a level of like, are you actually like leveling yourself up are you doing it just to impress the the person you're in a relationship with or something you know and it's Mm -hmm. there's that level of you know if you don't have a dream that's worth pursuing it might feel like procrastination it might feel like you know indecision it might feel like i want to replace myself with these hedonistic desires i want to replace this short attachment this this quick fix per se to make me feel good. You know, often we see this sometimes with people who recreationally use drugs like marijuana too frequently at a young age or something. It's like, that's when people are like, Oh, it kills your motivation. Well, part of it is like, you need to have the motivation in place first before you can really enjoy those sort of substances or for, for you can enjoy the real fruits of your labors, you know, knowing like what you really want. What, what advice would you give to someone who needs help building a, a vision or a clear goal well this this whole season's about refining the vision you know there's a great mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes by the buddha and i've got a lot of favorite quotes by the buddha but <laughs> one of my favorite quotes by siddhartha is your purpose is to find your purpose and live it and that's it it's like it's not about finding your purpose and then i'll be happy it's like find happiness and finding your purpose Find happiness in refining the vision. Like, I guarantee you, you talk to me five years down the line, even a year down the line, I'm going to be doing something completely different because that's who I am. I'm always growing. I'm always evolving. You know, I'm always, I'm always refining my vision. The vision that I have this year is going to be different from the vision that I have next year and different from the vision that I have five years from now and 10 years from now and 20 years from now and 25 years and 50 years from now. It's always growing. It's always changing. So the advice that I have for people is that don't get so caught up and I have to figure out what I'm doing. You just have to pick a direction to go in and move towards it, right? Find something that you like, that you want to occur in your life, that you want to create in your life and begin taking the steps towards it. And what are the steps towards it? Well, first of all, they're going to be unraveled to you as you go along. But you just do the first logical thing that comes to your mind that feels good, right? If it feels bad and it feels like absolute shit and it makes you feel terrible when you think about it, but you're like, I have to do this to get here. It's probably not the right thing to do in the first place, right? And that's the idea of 
mindless action, which is just a nightmare. So and that kills it. That kills a Sagittarius. It to, kills a Sagittarius, and it kills the reason. So is because it kills the vision. It kills the passion that comes with the vision, right? The 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 passion behind your vision should be the number one motivating factor for you to continue to create and move forward in that process, which means overcoming the resistance as well that comes along with that. But it's like my desire for it. I was talking to a client today uh, who just signed up for my program that. The only motivating forces that we have is that I either want to get away from pain or want to move towards something more pleasurable. One or the other, right? Where are you at right now? You know, be honest with yourself. Do you just want to just, you know, where you're at right now is very painful and uncomfortable and you just want to move out of here. If that's the motivation that you need, then utilize that and move out of there. Or if you're so in awe with the pleasure of this vision that you have in your mind of what could be, then use that as the vision. Use that as the motivator to progress you into cultivating this vision for yourself. When you wake up in the morning, do you know where you're going? Right? When you go to sleep at night, do you know what you did today that helped you get towards where you're going? Or did you do nothing? Right? And asking these questions, learning, uh, how to objectively uh, see this within yourself, learning how to cultivate the awareness to actually begin to understand this within yourself because this isn't common knowledge, you know. If it was common knowledge, everyone would be successful, right? So keep cultivating the vision and use this time to refine the vision. And I, I'm telling you, with the new moon in Sagittarius, Venus-Jupiter conjunction, Neptune going direct, Mercury leaving shadow, um, like, well, the vision is becoming clearer. So don't focus on, I don't know what I'm wanting to do, or I don't know where I'm going, or I don't know what I want. Calm down, you know, take a moment to be mindful. What experiences would you like to have? What experiences would you like to create for yourself? What new experiences would you like to go through over the next year or the next month? You know, think small if it, if it makes you feel better. But sometimes thinking big is better because it's like now I have something bigger that I'm working towards and then I can break it down into smaller steps and smaller goals. So remember, the vision is is the most important thing, right? Don't get that wrong. The vision is the most important thing. Your why is the most important thing, right? Great book, Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Incredible book on leadership and understanding your why, understanding your purpose, understanding why you get up in the morning, why you do what you do. That is the most important part. But so is taking the steps towards the fulfillment of that why. Because it's one thing to know what you're doing every day, but if you're not doing it, then your why is not being applied you know it's not being made manifest and that's what we want right we don't want our big visions that we have for ourselves just because we want them to stay a vision we want them because we want them in our reality we want to actually have it right if you think i want to be rich it's like you don't want to just think about being rich you want to actually be rich right if you think about i want to travel all these places you don't you don't want to think about traveling to all these places you don't want to be lost in that daydream you want to actually do it 
right? You want the experiences. And that is the potency that Sagittarius brings. That's the potency that's being brought to us this season is what experiences do we want to have? And then from there, from a place of presence, not a place of reactivity or a place of assumption of this is what I should be doing, from the place of what do I want to experience? Okay, so what would make sense for me to do to begin to create that experience in my life? Yeah, I, I like that you started that with the idea that um, all of these planets going direct also means that the vision is inherently going to sort of, you know, reveal itself to us. Because I've been feeling that theme come true more recently, especially with like Neptune going direct, Chiron going direct. Um, do you know what day Chiron goes direct off the top of your head? Chiron goes direct on the full moon. On the full moon. There you go. Of course yeah. it does, right? On the 12-12, right? Yeah. Now, all of that, like Chiron and Aries is like all about that the ideas of leadership. But when it's in retrograde, it's much more about pulling out like what stops us from being a good leader. And because of that, that'll be at the surface when it goes direct and that we'll be able to work with it and, and use that to create our visions. And it's important for Sagittarius to have a vision because, I mean, they're the archer. They're shooting a bow. Like, do you, you know, what's the most important ele element when you're shooting a bow and arrow? It's like, it's not, you know, how well you can hear per se. It's about how well you can see. It's about the sight. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're really going to get an increased level of sight, especially about like the year to come uh, during the Sagittarius season. So Absolutely. Absolutely. See the goal, reach the goal, and then see another. And ask yourself what's next. That is how you find the vision. That's how you do it. You stop, stop moving for a second, you know. That's the down, the, you know, in the lower nature of Sagittarius. It's like, I always need to be moving because, like, if I'm not moving, then, like, I'm not doing anything. It's like, no, sometimes rest creates a deeper, more clear vision. Right, so stop moving for a second and ask yourself what's next. What is next that I want to experience? And how can I create that for myself? So Yeah, especially if we think of the desire that Sagittarius is working with, you know, it's mm -hmm. like desire and creativity and passions and all these are they spark, right? Mm -hmm. They're the fire element, they spark, they take us forward. Yeah. We will definitely be feeling the spark of inspiration during this period. And we will also be uh, desiring a deeper sense of freedom. So if you're not, if you haven't been listening to what your inner being has been wanting, you're going to feel bound by your reality. You're going to be feel bound by the choices that you've made. Create choices and, and, and choose choices that lead to freedom instead of choices that lead to your restriction. And when you do that, you're going to feel a lot more free. You're going to feel like your the passion is back in your life. You're going to feel that spark is burning. And that's what matters. Because if we don't have that, we're just, we're not living. We're just existing. And that's, that's the way to, to live. Beautifully said. So, are you ready to 
put the cap on the end of this podcast. Yes, I think we're about done here for this part of the podcast. Uh, we will go into the rising signs in a separate podcast that will be uploaded um, today or tomorrow. Uh, to wrap it up first, just want to thank you all for supporting the podcast. If you want to go and support the co- podcast further and the creation of future episodes, make sure you go to patreon.com slash a mindful moment. Um, and you can support us there. You can buy Brent a coffee as he stays up all night to edit this. And, uh, and you can continue to support us pushing out future episodes because we love doing this, but we still do it for free. So we appreciate your support. And if you can't support uh, via our Patreon, then we would love your support via the reviews on iTunes and Spotify. So please review the podcast. Please, uh, you know, write a little review because that helps get us more viewers, more uh, expand the audience, expand all of that. You can follow me on social media at I am Will Nichols and you can go to uh, willnicholsastrology.com to book a consultation with me or apply for my coaching program, Intimately Empowered, which is a three month program designed to help empower you to have thriving, long-lasting relationships and be able to uh, experience a place of wholeness within your relationships. And if you want to work with Brent, you can follow him at Alchemist Apollo for his daily forecasts um, on the gram. You can follow us on Twitter too. Uh, and uh, alchemistapollo.com for your website. Is that correct? Uh, yes, but it's currently under reconstruction. Under reconstruction. Uh, just like very, uh, very scorpionic at the moment. <laughs> awesome. So. Well, yeah, so you can you can DM um, Brent if you want to work with him or if you want to support him. Uh, yeah, come have a conversation with me on Instagram or Twitter or something. You know, like I'm always open to just like uh, I'm unlike a lot of astrologers. I don't mind it whenever you come in my direct messages and ask a question. I, I enjoy uh, some friendly banter, but don't come in there with your natal chart. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely feel free to come message me and, you know, g- give us some responses on the podcast and, and let us know like how we can improve or let us know like what you enjoyed, what resonated with you. Mm-hmm. And um, we love we love support from all of our audience. And so, you know, we'd like to all be friends. So let's all connect on social media and share the love around. Exactly. So. Exactly. And once again, yeah, thanks for taking the time to listen and bless up to all the beautiful Sagittarians of this world, the Jupiterians of this world. We love you so much. Um, before the podcast, I was just talking how much I love Sagittarius energy. Like, I love it. I love it. It's my 10th house. So they always just make me feel more empowered on top of my midheavens in Sagittarius. Pluto's in Sagittarius. So I I, uh, I feel you, Sagittarius. I love you guys so much. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast via iTunes if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or via spotify so that you get updated when our daily episodes come out our our, uh not a daily episode (laughs) not quite there yet (laughs) but our our, our weekly and monthly forecasts uh come out and uh yeah also let us know what type of content you'd like to see on our patreon because we're always looking to update that and uh bring more value to you so whether uh you want to see us do like a kind of more cookie cutter series on different placements or you want us to you know talk about more or less the rising signs or the moon signs or the sun sign or any other astrological area uh, make sure you let us know via instagram you can email me will nicholsastrology at gmail.com or you can uh, dm me or brent on all social platforms 
And uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram so you get more notifications too about when this podcast comes out and uh, and other fun astrological and empowering content. So with that being said, I love you guys. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful, beautiful Sagittarius season. Beautiful happy new moon. And uh, bless up that Mercury is now direct. Neptune's going direct. Chiron's going direct. We're all going direct. We're all moving <laughs> forward now. Woo! <laughs> so let's, go. let's see the goal. Let's reach that goal. Boom! And then let's say what's next and see you later. I agree. And I will also tell you guys to just have fun with it, you know? Play with have it. Have fun with it. Play. Yeah. This is a season of play. Definitely. Thank you guys for listening. and Thanks for joining me, Brent. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Sayonara, my friends. Bye.